0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The World of Percy Jackson. In this episode, we'll read chapters 47 and 48. Now, in the last episode, we read chapters 45 and 46, and Piper and Mr. McLean were able to have a meaningful conversation about Piper's mom, Aphrodite, and the truth behind everything. Monsters, demigods, everything. However, all this information started to make Mr. McLean start to feel more and more uncomfortable and kind of shocked with everything. And it did concern Piper and uh, as she did see the overall expression of her dad's face as she was trying to explain all this. But Piper realizes that she shouldn't have to risk her dad's mental health over all this information and she promises her dad that they'll have this talk one day. And Mr. McLean takes the potion, the memory loss potion, and, you know, just downs it and is, you know, a t- uh, escorted away to his private jet and coach hedge volunteers to take care of him throughout this entire thing as he might be a little bit unstable still and might get maybe a few flashbacks of his this kidnapping with Enceladus and everything so coach hedge volunteers to take care of mr mclean mr mclean while the trio goes to save Hera, and once, that is, uh, once uh, Mr. McLean gets onto the flight, Jason gets an iris message from Talia saying that the wolf house is actually located in a place that both of them know very well, which is Sonoma Valley, where they went last before Jason, well, disappeared or got kidnapped. And they can get there quickly by air, which is what they eventually do through a helicopter and none of them know except Leo because Leo has experience with uh, machines so he volunteers to fly the plane and hopefully and hopefully they it goes well because we'll have to read chapter 47 to see how this exactly goes chapter 47 Leo fly helicopter sure why not Leo had done plenty of crazier things that week The sun was going down as they flew north over the Richmond Bridge, and Leo couldn't believe the day had gone so quickly. Once again, nothing like ADHD and a good fight to to the death to make time fly. Piloting the chopper, he went back and forth between confidence and panic. If he didn't think about it, he found himself automatically flipping the right switches, checking the altimeter, easing back on the stick, and flying straight. If he allowed himself to consider what he was doing, he started freaking out. He imagined his Aunt Rosa yelling at him in Spanish, telling him he was a delinquent lunatic who was going to crash and burn. Part of him suspected she was right. Going okay? Piper asked from the co-pilot's seat. She sounded more nervous than he was, so Leo put on a brave face. Aces, he said, So what's the wolf house? Jason knelt between their seats. An abandoned mansion in the Sonoma Valley. A demigod built it. Jack London. Leo couldn't place the name. He an actor? Writer, Piper said. Adventure stuff, right? Call of the Wild, White Fang? Yeah, Jason said. He was a son of Mercury. I I mean Hermes. He was an adventurer, traveled the world. He was even a hobo for a while. Then he made a fortune writing. He bought a big ranch in the country and decided to build this huge mansion, the Wolf House. Named that because... He wrote about wolves, Leo guessed. Partially, Jason said. But th- the sight and the reason he wrote about wolves, he was dropping hints about his personal experience. There's, there are a lot of holes in his life story. How he was born, who his dad was, why he wandered around so much. Stuff you can only explain if you know he was a demigod. The bay slipped behind them, and the helicopter continued north. Ahead of them, yellow hills rolled out as far as Leo could see. So Jack London went to Camp Half-Blood? Leo guessed. No, Jason said. No, he didn't. Bro, you're freaking me out with the mysterious talk. Are you remembering your past or not? Pieces, Jason said. Only pieces. None of it good. The wolf house is on sacred ground. It's where London started his journey as a child, where he found out he was a demigod. That's why he returned there. He thought he could live there, claim that land, but it wasn't meant for him. The wolf house was cursed. It burned in a fire a week before he and his wife was supposed to move in. A few few years later, London died, and his ashes were buried on the site. So, Piper said, how do you know all this? A shadow crossed Jason's face. Probably just a cloud, but Leo could swear the shape looked like an eagle. I started my journey there too, Jason said. It's a powerful place for demigods, a dangerous place. If Gaia can claim it, use its power to entomb Hera on the solstice and raise Porphyrion, that might be be enough to awake, awake the earth goddess fully. Leo kept his hand on the joystick, guiding the chopper at full speed, racing toward the north. He could see some weather ahead, a spot of darkness like a cloud bank or a storm, right where they were going. Piper's dad had called him a hero or a hero earlier. And Leo couldn't believe some of the things he'd done smacking Ron Cyclops, disarming exploding doorbells, battling six armed, o- six armed ogre- ogres with construction equipment. They seemed like they had happened to another person. He was just Leo Valdez or an orphaned kid from Houston. He'd spent his life running away, and part of him still wanted to run. What was he thinking? Flying toward a cursed mansion to fight more evil monsters? His mom's voice echoed in his head Nothing is unfixable except the fact that you're gone forever leo thought seeing piper and her dad back together had really driven that home even if leo survived this quest and save hera leo wouldn't have any happy any happy reunions he wouldn't be going back to a loving family he wouldn't see his mom the helicopter shuddered, metal creaked and leo could almost imagine the tapping was morse code not the end not the end He leveled out the chopper, and the creaking stopped. He was just hearing things. He couldn't dwell on his mom or the idea that that kept bugging him, that Gaia was bringing souls back from the underworld. So why couldn't he make some good come out of it? Thinking like that would drive him crazy. He had a job to do. He let his instincts take over, just like uh, flying the helicopter. If he thought about the quest too much, or what might happen afterward, he'd panic. The trick was not to think, just get through it. 30 minutes out, he told his friends, though he wasn't sure how he knew. If you want to get some rest, now's a good time. Jason strapped himself into the back of the helicopter and passed out almost immediately. Piper and Leo stayed wide awake. After a few minutes of awkward silence, Leo said, Your dad will be fine, you know. Nobody's gonna mess with him but that crazy goat around. Piper glanced over and Leo was struck by how much she changed. Not just physically, her presence was stronger. She seemed more... here. At wilderness school, she'd spent the semester trying not to be seen, hiding out in the back row of the classroom, the back of the bus, the corner of the lunchroom, as far as possible from the loud, loud kids. Now, she would be impossible to miss. It didn't matter what she was wearing. You'd have to look at her. My dad, she said thoughtfully. Yeah, I know. I was just thinking about Jason. I'm worried about him. Leo nodded. The closer they got to that bank of dark clouds, the more Leo worried, too. He's starting to remember. That's gotta make him a little edgy. But what if, what if he's a different person? Leo had the same thought. If The mist could affect their memories, could Jason's whole personality be an illusion too? If their friend wasn't their friend and they were heading into a cursed mansion, a dangerous place for demigods... What would happen if Jason's full memory came back in the middle of a f- battle? Nah, Leo decided. After all, we've been through... I can't see it. We're a team. Jason can handle it. Piper smoothed her blue dress, which was tattered and burned th- from their fight on Mount Diablo. I hope you're right. I need... <clears throat> she cleared her throat. I mean, I need to trust him. I know leo said after seeing her dad break down leo understood piper couldn't afford to lose jason as well she just watched trista mclean our cool suave movie star dad reduced to near insanity leo could barely stand to watch that but for piper wow leo couldn't even imagine he figured that would make her insecure about herself too if weakness was inherited she'd be wondering could she break down the same way her dad did hey don't worry leo said piper you're the, you're the strongest, most powerful beauty queen I've ever met. You can trust yourself. For what it's worth, you can trust me too. The helicopter dipped in a wind shear, and Leo almost jumped out of his skin. He cursed and righted the chopper. Piper laughed nervously. Trust you, huh? Ah, shut up already. But he grinned at her, and for a second, it felt like he was just relaxing comfortably with a friend. Then they hit the storm clouds and that's the end of chapter 47. And um, yeah, I really enjoyed that meaningful conversation between Leo and Piper. And I felt that they hadn't really had that conversation between them because they'd just been fighting monsters and it's just been an endless stress with uh, trying to get to Hera and everything. So I think this this uh, conversation between the two of them really, you know, brought the friendship closer and it really reconnected each o- uh, both of them with each other. So after this hopefully they'll be able to survive the storm clouds and reach Sonoma Valley safely and and hopefully we'll get to see you know maybe this might be where Jason probably does get his memories back hopefully it is not in the middle of the battle like you know they they said in the uh, they said when they were talking to each other but hopefully maybe he gets it after he battles it out maybe maybe the timing is, works out when he gets his memories but other than that we'll have to see what happens when they face the storm clouds um will they have to use will, will jason have to maybe talk to zeus and ask for the storm clouds to maybe you know kind of like move out of the way for the helicopter we'll have to see when we read chapter 48 after this uh break and uh, one more thing i would like to add i do notice in the comments saying that Um, some people wish to see me upload twice a week. I wish I could do that. But unfortunately, I'm very busy throughout the week and I cannot do that. But, um, thank you all for the comments and all the feedback. And I really do appreciate it. Uh, other than that, uh, after the break, we'll read chapter 48, Leo. And we're back from the ads, and now we're going to read chapter 48, Leo. At first, Leo thought rocks were pelting the windshield. Then he realized it was sleet. Frost built up around the edges of the glass, and slushy waves of ice blotted out his view. An ice storm? Piper shouted over the engine in the wind. Is it supposed to be this cold in Sonoma? Leo wasn't sure, but something about this storm seemed conscious, malevolent like it was intentionally slamming them. Jason woke up quickly. He crawled forward, grabbing their seats for balance. We've gotta be getting close. Leo was too busy, busy wrestling with the stick to reply. Suddenly, it wasn't so easy to drive the chopper. Its movements turned sluggish and jerky. The whole machine shuddered in the icy wind. The helicopter probably hadn't been prepped for cold weather flying. The controls refused to respond and they started to lose altitude below them the ground was a dark quilt of trees and fog the ridge of a hill loomed in front of them and leo yanked the stick just clearing the treetops there jason shouted a small valley opened up before them with the murky shape of a building in the middle leo aimed the helicopter straight for it all around them were flashes of light that reminded leo of the tracer fire in Medassa's compound trees cracked and exploded at the edge of the clearing Shapes moved through the mist. Combat seemed to be everywhere. He sat, he sat down the helicopter in an icy field, about 50 yards from the house, and killed the engine. He was about to relax when he heard a whistling sound and saw a dark shape hurtling toward them out of the mist. Out! Leo screamed. They leaped from the helicopter and barely cleared the, ro- the rotors before a massive boom shook the ground, knocking Leo off his feet and splattering ice all over him. He got up shakily and saw that the world's largest snowball, a chunk of snow, ice, and dirt the size of a garage, had completely flattened the bell 412. You all right? Jason ran up to him. Piper at his side. They both looked fine except for being speckled with snow and mud. Yeah, Leo shivered. Guess we owe that ranger lady a new helicopter. Piper pointed south, fighting's over there, then she frowned, no, it's all around us. She was right, the sounds of combat rang across the valley, the snow and mist made it hard to tell for sure, but there seemed to be a circle of fighting all around the wolf house. Behind them loomed Jack London's dream home, a massive ruin of red and gray stones and rough-hewn timber beams leo could imagine how it had looked before it burned down a combination log cabin and castle like a billionaire lumberjack might build but in the mist and sleet the place had a lonely hot and haunted feel leo could totally believe the ruins were cursed jason a girl's voice called talia appeared from the fog her parka caked with snow her bow was in her hand and her quiver was almost empty She ran toward them but made it only a few steps before a six-armed ogre, one of the earthborn, burst out the storm behind her, a raised club in each hand. Look out! Leo yelled. They rushed to help, but Talia had it under control. She launched herself into a flip, notching an arrow as she pivoted like a gymnast and landed in a kneeling position. The ogre got a silver arrow right between the eyes and melted into a pile of clay. Talia stood and retrieved her arrow, but the point had snapped off. That was my last one. She kicked the pile of clay resentfully. Stupid ogre. Nice shot, though, Leo said. Talia ignored him, as usual, which meant no doubt she thought he was as cool as ever. She hugged Jason and nodded to Piper. Just in time. My hunters are holding a perimeter around the mansion, but we will be overrun any minute. By Earthborn? Jason asked. And wolves. Lycan's minions. Talia blew a fleck of ice off her nose also storm spirits but we gave them to aeolus piper protested who tried to kill us leo reminded her maybe he's helping gaia again i don't know talia said but the monsters keep reforming almost as fast as we can kill them we took the wolf house with no problem surprised the guards and sent them straight to tartarus but then this freak show storm blew in wave after wave of monsters started attacking now we're surrounded I don't know who or what is leading the assault, but I think they planned this. It was a trap to kill anyone who tried to rescue Hera. Where is she? Jason asked. Inside, Talia asked. Talia said. We tried to free her, but we can't figure out how to break the cage. It's only a few minutes until the sun goes down. Hera thinks that's the moment when re will be reborn. Plus, most monsters are stronger at night. If we don't free Hera soon- She didn't need to finish the thought. Leo, Jason, and Piper followed her into the ruined mansion. Jason stepped over the threshold and immediately collapsed. Hey! Leo caught him. None of that, man! What's wrong? This place. Jason shook his head. Sorry. It came rushing back to me. So you have been here, Piper said. We both have, Talia said. Her expression was grim, like she was reliving someone's death. This is where my mom took us when Jason was a child. She left him here, told him and told me he was dead. He just disappeared. She gave me to the wolves, Jason murmured. At Hera's insistence, she gave me to Lupa. That part I didn't know. Talia frowned. Who's Lupa? An explosion shook the building. Just outside, a blue mushroom cloud billowed up, raining snowflakes and ice like a nuclear blast made of cold instead of heat. Maybe this isn't the time for questions, Leo suggested. Show us the goddess. Once inside, Jason seemed to get his bearings. The house was built in a giant U, and Jason led them between the two wings to to an outside courtyard with an empty reflecting pool. At the bottom of the pool, just as Jason had described from his dream, two spires of rock and root tendrils had cracked through the foundation. One of the spires was much bigger, a solid dark mass about 20 feet high, and to Leo, it looked like a stone body bag. Underneath the mass of fused tendrils, he could make out the shape of a head, wide shoulders, a massive chest, and arms, like the creature was stuck waist-deep in the earth. No, not stuck. Rising. On the opposite end of the pool, the other spire was smaller and more loosely woven. Each tendril was as thick as a telephone pole, with so little space between them that Leo doubted he could have gotten his arm through. Still, he could see inside and in the center of the cage stood Tia Kalida. She looked exactly like Leo remembered. Dark hair covered with a shawl, the black dress of a widow, a wrinkled face with glinting, scary eyes. She didn't glow or radiate any sort of power. She looked like a regular mortal woman, his good old psychotic babysitter. Leo dropped into the pool and approached the cage. Hola Tia, little bit of trouble? She crossed her arms and sighed in exasperation. Don't inspect me like I'm one of your machines, Leo Valdes. Get me out of here. Talia stepped next to him and looked at the cage with distaste. Or maybe she was looking at the goddess. We tried everything we could think of, Leo, but maybe my heart wasn't in it. If it was up to me, I'd just leave her in there. Oh, Talia Grace, the goddess said. When I get out of here, you'll be sorry you were ever born. Save it, Talia snapped. You've been nothing but a curse to every child of Zeus for ages. You sent a bunch of intestinally challenged cows after my friend Annabeth. She was disrespectful. You dropped a statue on my legs. It was an accident. And you took my brother. Talia's voice cracked with emotion. Here, on this spot, you ruined our lives. We shall leave you to Gaia. Hey, Jason and Reed. Talia, sis... I know, but this isn't the time. You should help your hunters. Talia clenched her jaw. Fine for you, Jason. But if you ask me, she isn't worth it. Talia turned, leaped out of the pool, and stormed from the building. Leo turned to Hera with grudging respect. Intestinally challenged cows? Focus on the cage, Leo, she grumbled. And Jason, you are wiser than your sister. I chose my champion well. "'I'm not your champion, lady,' Jason said. "'I'm only helping you because you stole my memories "'and you're better than the alternative. "'Speaking of which, what's going on with that?' "'He nodded to the other spire "'that looked like the king-sized granite body bag. "'Was Leo imagining it "'or had it grown taller since they'd gotten here?' "'That, Jason,' Hera said, "'is the king of the giants being reborn.' "'Gross,' Piper said. "'Indeed,' Hera said. Porphyrian, the strongest of his kind.' Gain needed a great deal of power to raise him again. My power. For weeks, I've grown weaker as my essence was used to grow him a new form. So you're like a heat lamp, Leo guessed. Or fertilizer. The goddess glared at him, but Leo didn't care. This old lady had been making his life miserable since he was a baby. He totally had rights to rag on her. Joke all you wish. Hera said in a clipped tone. But at sundown, it will be too late. The giant will awake. He will offer me a choice. Marry him or be consumed by the earth. And I cannot marry him. We will all be destroyed. And as we die, Gaia will awaken. Leo frowned at the giant spire. Can we blow it up or something? Without me, you do not have the power, Hera said. You might as well try to destroy Mountain. Done that once today, Jason said. Just hurry up and let me out, Hera demanded. Jason scratched his head. Leo, can you do it? I don't know. Leo tried not to panic. Besides, if she's a goddess, why hasn't she busted herself out? Hera paced furiously around her cage, cursing in ancient Greek. Use your brain, Leo Valdez. I picked you because you're intelligent. Once trapped, a god's power is useless. Your own father trapped me once in a golden chair. It was humiliating. I had to beg. Beg him for my freedom and apologize for throwing him off Olympus. Sounds fair. Leo said. Hera gave him the godly stink eye. "'I've watched you since you were a child, son of Hephaestus, "'because I knew you could aid me at this moment. "'If anyone can find a way to destroy this abomination, it is you. "'But it's not a machine. "'It's like Gaia thrust her hand out of the ground, and... "'Leo felt dizzy. "'The line of their prophecy came back to him. "'The forge and dove shall break the cage. "'Hold on, I do have an idea. "'Piper, I'm gonna need your help.' and we're gonna need time. The air turned brittle with cold. The temperature dropped so fast, Leo's lips cracked and his breath changed to mist. Frost coated the walls of the wolf house. Venti rushed in, but instead of winged men, these were shaped like horses, with dark storm cloud bodies and manes that crackled with lightning. Some had silver arrows sticking out of their flanks. Behind them came red-eyed wolves and the 6 armed earthborn. Piper drew her dagger. Jason grabbed an ice-covered plank off the pool floor. Leo reached into his tool belt, but he was so shaken up, all he produced was a tin of breath mints. He shoved them back in, hoping nobody had noticed, and drew a hammer instead. One of the wolves padded forward. It was dragging a human-sized statue by the leg. It was at the edge of the pool. The wolf opened its maw and dropped the statue for them to see. An ice sculpture of a girl. An archer with short, spiky hair and a surprised look on her face talia jason rushed forward but piper and leo pulled him back the ground around talia's statue was already webbed with ice leo feared if jason touched her he might freeze her too who did this jason yelled his body crackled with electricity i'll kill you myself from somewhere behind the monsters leo heard a girl's laughter clear and cold she stepped out of the mist in her snowy white dress a silver crown atop her long black hair She regarded them with those deep brown eyes Leo had thought were so beautiful in Quebec. Bonsoir, ma amis, said Kion, the goddess of snow. She gave Leo a frosty smile. Alas, son of Hephaestus, you say you need time? I'm afraid time is one tool you do not have. And that's the end of chapter 48. Wow, that was a really... a... kind of predictable kind of unpredictable plot twist I I kind of um I did not expect it would be Keon it would I thought it would might be someone else who from well it might be someone from Tartarus who rose up thanks to Gaia but I am very surprised that it was actually Keon and yeah what a great plot what what a that was uh that was a, a very interesting plot twist right there um we'll have to see how Leo handles this and, ob- and if Leo and Piper are able to actually follow the prophecy and able to break Hera out. Because uh, hopefully she'll be able to get all that power she's been giving to Porphyrian back to her. And, you know, she'll be able to go back to the, uh, when she'll be able- they'll be able to finish before the deadline. But they're really cutting close to that deadline. So I really do hope they're able to be... Kion and all of those uh, six-armed giants and the wolves and everyone and is able to return um i do apologize for that french sentence if i mispronounced any words um and uh if you guys really like this episode please support me on my patreon it is totally optional it's lo- uh, located in the description of my bio again totally optional no, you do not have to re- re- you're not required to do so But um, thank you for listening and thank you for all the feedback you guys have been giving me. And until next time, where we read chapters 49 and 50, stay safe and stay out of boredom.